to the Becoming Conscious podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a couple topics. One, I'm going to be talking about the importance of enacting ecologies of practices into our lives and how enacting not just like one transformational practice, but multiple transformational practices that co-optimize each other and support each other in a sort of network way is more powerful and will transform your life more than just enacting one practice and also how to do this using jamie wheel's idea of hedonic engineering and psycho-spiritual growth stacks and ultimately how this is the most effective way of overcoming what Verveke calls parasitic processing or reciprocal narrowing. Um, commonly, a lot of people use the word downward spiral. If we're going in this downward spiral, what is the most effective way to actually get out of this downward spiral? And then also we'll go into some examples of how exactly to do this using psycho-spiritual growth stacks. All right, so first I want to lay the groundwork here. Um, the core idea that I've been sitting with from John Verveke that's been incredibly impactful on my life and how I'm approaching my transformational process has been through seeing that when we're in a downward spiral, when we're either in a depressive spiral, like we're we're going down the spiral of lower self-esteem, and then that lower self-esteem triggers worse thoughts about ourselves, which triggers a lower sense of self-worth, which trigger, triggers even worse thoughts. And we're just like on this downward spiral of just like this depressive spiral of going down, 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 down. Um, the idea is that the only way to get out of that, and that, or sorry, the the core idea is that that is a complex adaptive process, which means that there you there's no one intervention point that will stop the downward spiral because if you intervene in one in one way, the depressive spiral will reorient itself and will adapt to you trying to stop it, and it will find a way to keep going down. If you go in from another leverage point or with another practice that it will do the same exact thing so no matter what singular practice you use the system will always find a way to adapt and maintain the downward spiral and so the core idea is that the best way to get out of a downward spiral is to meet it with an equally complex adaptive process that facilitates an upward spiral a reciprocal opening process and that's where ecologies practices comes in in the hedonic engineering psycho-spiritual growth stack comes in is that these are the complex adaptive processes that bring us out of downward spirals. So that being said, I'd like to go into some ecologies of practices. These ecologies of practices are things that I've been thinking at, about for a long time. And it also doesn't feel very clear to me exactly what an ecology of practices looks like. So with this podcast, I will be diving into that some more. So the idea with an ecology of practices is that there's multiple different levers that you can hit in your internal state that can have different impacts on your internal state. 
So there's many different, you can, you can do something that can change your physical system. There's like very, very physical actions you can take. Like think about like cold showers or like weightlifting or like going to a sauna. These are all like very, very physical things and they will have an impact on your physical vitality, potentially your mood as well, but mainly physical vitality. Whereas, you know, what I'm doing right now, recording this podcast, this is a very mental, this is going to change the mental state. It's going to change my perception, my perspectival knowing, my ability to work with perspectives, to make sense of things, and to share what it is I actually believe and feel is true on any given number of topics and potentially um, bringing forth my blind spots in and overcoming self-deception. This is a very different process from, you know, physical alertness and vitality and cultivating that through, say, working out. And there's the emotional. It's like, where is, where is your emotional state at right now? What is the present emotional state for you? And what are some intervention points? There are some intervention points that sure may bring some physical vitality, but also are like super powerful on the emotional level. We can think of these as internal family systems, as breath work, as flotation tanks, as the use of psychedelics in a controlled, safe way um, for the intention of personal growth. Or we can think of... Um, deep intimacy and connection as a way to change emotional states. Um, and there's so many other psychotechnologies that can bring about emotional transformation. And there's spiritual transformation. This may look like contemplation, self-inquiry. This may look like Tai Chi. This may look like locking yourself in a cabin in the woods for a week without any distractions and seeing what comes up for you and what existential insights arise or existential difficulties and then facing those or also the use of psychedelics in a controlled way. Um, and there's many different ways to tap into the spiritual part of the system. So the idea is that there are so many different practices how might these practices change? How might the impact of these practices change if we combine them with other practices, right? So we may just be focused on one practice, but what happens if we combine them? What happens if we combine, let's say, internal family systems with psychedelic use what if we combine self-inquiry with deep intimacy what if we combine transcendent music with intimacy how might that change things there's something very profound about what it might be like to combine these different practices. So now I'm going to go into some of these practices. Um, 
Yeah, so pharmacology, psychedelic compounds, flotation tanks, um, internal family systems, contemplation, self-inquiry, breath work, movement, getting into trance states. And, and there's a couple, yes, that I haven't explored as much, especially like what is like transcendent music look like when it's combined with other things like sexuality or what does like what does it look like to combine sexual intimacy with breath work what does it look like to combine substances with music and breath work all at the same time these is this is what Jamie Wheel calls hedonic engineering protocols the idea is that let's as safely as possible experiment with stacking these different psycho technologies and ecstatic experiences on top of each other. So we can sense into what our system needs. We can try the ultimate goal is that we can experiment with different psycho technology growth stacks, psycho spiritual stacks i like the word stacks because it's like you're stacking practices so what does it look like to combine different stacks or or to rather to figure out what parts of the developmental process different stacks target so one stack might target extreme an extreme and intense feeling of connection whereas another stack might target um, might afford insights on the nature of the beliefs that are giving rise to your sense of self. Another stack might supercharge your creative process and bring forth creative insights in the creative process in a way that you've never seen before. So what do these stacks look like? And that is what I'm interested in cultivating. And then the idea of hedonic engineering i think i've been explaining it a little bit wrong there's hedonic engineering is not only the stacks part but also the calendar part how often are you doing these things and how intense are these things that you're doing so the idea is that the more intense the less often so if there's a really really intense stack that elicits a really intense ecstatic experience the idea is to schedule this into your life with less regularity as the ones with less intensity, but also maintaining a daily practice of the ones with less intensity. So what would that look like? So perhaps your daily stack is doing breath work with trance music your weekly stack is bringing in breath work with sexuality and then your monthly stack is to bring in a small dose of say psilocybin into this process and integrating psilocybin into the practices that you already do and then a seasonal stack so once a season four times a year maybe you do a two or three day intensive 
where you're doing these practices in like a at home solo retreat for like two to three days. And then on the yearly stack, it might be like a week or two week long intensive with other people, like a full on retreat experience. And so what's most interesting to me is that we are the ones that must create these hedonic engineering protocols, these ecologies of practices. We are the ones that need to experiment with these ecologies of practices and hedonic engineering protocols and to figure out what works and to share them in safe and reliable ways with other people and to show other people how we're creating these hedonic engineering protocols. So the idea is that we just need to make it happen to schedule these hedonic engineering calendars and then to refine them as we go. And what we can do is the the feedback process. I hosted a meetup event recently where we talked about the ideas of John Verveke. And one of the threads that we pulled on over and over again was what are the feedback processes of the developmental process of, of the transformational process? So you're going through a transformational process how are you getting feedback? How are you the optimizing the relationship of overcoming the trap, like of, of noticing the traps that you could fall into and overcoming them? And ultimately, it feels like communities of practice, communities of practice are the way that you do that. A community of practice that is dedicated to helping you seeing and overcoming the traps that you're falling in when engaging in these hedonic engineering protocols feels like the best way, at least in my current perception, to get better over time, to refine the ability to more deeply engage with the world, to notice the triggers of your internal state and to meaningfully work with them. So for example, if you're working in a group, maybe you're, you notice that you're in these states, but your communi- your connection is lacking because it's really difficult to communicate these with others. And then you start bringing in circling, interpersonal relating, and you start bringing in group breathwork sessions and then communicating with circling right afterwards or something like that. And ultimately... Yeah, this needs to happen. And I sense in myself a growing frustration that this isn't already happening or that I'm not making this happen. And I deeply want to make this happen um, to build my what we're doing with Phoenix Culture. So Phoenix Culture is the organization that I'm running with two of my close friends. And the goal of this organization is to be the place where we create ecologies of practices, experiment with hedonic engineering, um, psychotech stacks in a community of practice. And then we bring this to other people in the world in a way that people can port it into their lives. We don't want this to be so complicated that it just feels like inaccessible. We want to not not get rid of the 
complexity and the nuance of these processes, yet at the same time, not overcomplicated as to keep people out from engaging in these processes. And ultimately, we want to run experiences both online and in real life that facilitate these experiences for more people and to figure out what that looks like. And so my question for you is what are some of the transformational practices that you've engaged in that have had the biggest impact on your life? And what would it look like to not only install these into your life on a daily basis, but also to stack them on top of each other and with some level of regularity, maybe it's weekly or monthly, to have more intense experiences where these practices are stacked on top of each other in a safe and reliable way. And what would it look like to, to create an optimal relationship between doing these practices and having feedback within your own system, within your own bio psychosocial system and being able to sense what the signals are, but also with other people being able to show you the signals that they're seeing. What would that look like? That is my question for you today. And you will be seeing more from me on this topic going forward as it's very salient and present in my mind and something that I'm working with regularly. So thank you for listening to this solo podcast for becoming conscious i hope to be doing more of them in the future and i will see you in the next episode